explode as fuck. <laughs> okay, well, now that I've got water in me, hello. <clears throat> as you can tell, my voice is blown the fuck out. But we're here to record, so, hey. Hey! That's something. Anyway, uh, yeah, welcome to this show, this Hunting Pixels show, the official video game podcast of Culture Pop. We have another episode for you today. Um, didn't think this one was going to happen, because <clears throat> life fucking sucks and stuff. Anyway, uh, today is the second part of our three-part end-of-the-year blowouts. So here's hoping you haven't completely gotten sick of us just yet, because we've got one more of these to go. <clears throat> Hopefully by the end of this, we will have given you a couple of great episodes to kind of remember these year in gaming. So let's go ahead and get right into it. I am, of course, your host, the one and only Bebop and Josh McMullen, and I am joined by... <clears throat> Uh, all, almost always, my two co-hosts, uh, Austin Ragamuffin Stevens and Dylan Stag Stuffin. I don't like that, Martin. Um, what in the fuck does that even mean? Stuffin Stags? Are you are you a deer fucker? Like what? I don't know. What is? <laughs> I don't like it. I don't think I like it either. Uh, he skipped over his name too of Blickety Bop Bebop. <laughs> Blickety Bop Bebop. Uh, that's that's uh, I don't like that either. Oh, uh, that man. sounds like a racial slur. I'm doing good. <laughs> he said, "Fucking cross, Jesus." He said, "I'm doing great after I just made you say something that was offensive <laughs> in thirty languages." <laughs> said, and now we're canceled. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> cool. That's great. Yeah. You're great, Dylan. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, right. Uh, yeah. Um, as you can tell, my voice is fucked. Um, there was a lot of, uh, uh, frustration and anger, uh, coming from my, uh, my person because over the last, um, Four days or so, three days or so, I've been dealing with uh, burst pipes in my house. Um, lots of screaming. So, uh, but we have water back now, which is great because, uh, you know, I can take a shower. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> I love it. Take a shower, go to bed, you know, all that stuff. The normal things that you would do. Yeah, cook. Do. I can cook again, you know. You never really. Once. Yeah, you, you never really realize how much you need water until you don't have it, right? That's true. It's kind of frustrating. But anyway, uh, yeah, so this is our second episode. This is our predictions episode. <clears throat> and we're going to get into that uh, real quick. Um, but first, uh, something that I talked about, I think, at the end of the last episode, if I didn't cut it out, I can't remember all of everything blends together. Um, we wanted to kind of go over some stuff that we had kind of, uh, <clears throat> not video game related, but, uh, had experienced throughout the year. And, um, we wanted to give our sort of, uh, top, top, top picks of, of the year. Um, as it were, 
And uh, we're actually going to do that this episode. So, um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> do, do you, do, who, who wants to... Uh, I'll go first, so it, it saves you some time to type. Yeah, because I didn't put this in the document. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lord. Yeah, I don't mind going first. So, Josh, you did movies you consumed, right? Uh, I did pieces of media. Pieces of media. Love it. Okay, okay. and then well, Austin, you did anime, right? Yeah, what else would I have done? Uh, good point. So, I did <laughs> albums of the year. Um, that's kind of my cool. outlet. That's the thing that I enjoy doing. So, um, I, I chose three albums. Figured we'd do three just to make it, you know, a little more streamlined. This probably be a little bit longer of an episode. Um, so I tried to do three different genres of music because I know not everyone listens to what I do. So the first one um, is Parkway Drive's new album. It's called Darker Steel. Um, this came out in September. So this is one of my favorite. Actually, I would say this is actually one of the only few metal albums I listened to this year. I didn't wind up listening to a lot. I think I wound up diving into other facets this year just because I did that podcast with Jeff. Um, and that motherfucker can truly open your eyes to some music. So even though we talked about a lot of metal, he also talked about a lot of other stuff that I started diving into. Um but this one popped up on my Discover Weekly. I think it was a song called Glitch that came off the album. And out of the few metal albums that I listened to this year, this is by far and away the one that stayed with me the most. Um, the first song I heard that wasn't Glitch, it was called Like Napalm. And, dude, I didn't even know that they were releasing any new albums in this, this year at all. I, this just came out of nowhere. Um, but this song, like Napalm, when I heard it, this would have been the song to make me burn through a CD to the point where it just skips from playing it so much because I fell in love with it. It's so, it's so good. Um, but that said, the whole album, it's full of songs like that. It's full of just songs that you want to repeat over and over. Um, if you're on the edge about metal, it's not something you really like, this is a great introductory album to kind of ease your way into metal a little more because it's not as hard as some of their past albums like uh, IRE. That was my first album of Parkway Drive and it's a lot heavier than this. Um, this kind of, it, it treads the water nicely. It's not too heavy, but it's not too light either. It, it's kind of that perfect middle ground and it, it sounds awesome. It's mastered wonderfully. Um, I loved it. And that was Darker Still, Still, I keep saying Steel, Darker Still by Parkway Drive. Fuck yeah, dude. I haven't heard that whole album, but I've listened to part of it, and I really liked it. Yeah, it was phenomenal, man. I yeah, was excited. Yeah, very well done. Heck yeah. <clears throat> um, cool. So are we going to do uh, bit by bit? Like um, one, two, or like you do one, Austin does one, I do one, and then just kind of go around? Or do we want to do all of ours up front? You tell me uh, what to do, boss man. I can read these off real quick. Uh, all of them up front gives you more time to do what you're doing. Oh no no no! I, I don't necessarily need to to have additional time. Um, okay, it's just up to you. I don't care. Yeah. Okay. You tell me what to do. I'm your I'm your <coughs> I'm your uh, worker bee. Cool. All right. Well, uh, I'll 
go next. Um, so uh, initially I thought about doing movies and then I was like, I talk about TV on this a lot and I also consume an uh, asinine amount of YouTube videos. Um, so <laughs> I just decided that I would kind of do about the three things, uh, probably the, th- the three best things that I watched this year. Not necessarily all movie, not necessarily all TV, not necessarily all, uh, YouTube, you know, whatever. Um, but the, the number one thing that I, I absolutely beg everyone to go out of their fucking way to watch if they get a chance is everything everywhere all at once. It's my favorite movie of the year. It's probably my favorite movie of the last 10 years. Um, it's fucking incredible. Um, I really don't know what to say about it that I haven't already said before. It's funny. It's touching. It's scary in some parts. Um, you know, when you think about like the nihilism, uh, that is accompanied with, with what's going on, uh, with, uh, Joe Budapaki. Um, I, I, I mean, it's the movie that has stood out the absolute most to me this year. Uh, I still remember bits of that movie like vividly. Uh, and I don't remember bits from movies that I watched two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> Everything, everywhere, all at once is an incredible piece of cinema, uh, and um, I, I, I can't recommend it enough. I really can't. Uh, it's my favorite thing this year, by, by a pretty substantial margin. Um, yeah, it's 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 great. Fuck yeah, dude! I still need to watch it. I think Madison went to go see it. Yeah, I think uh, Caleb well, t- sure. took Madison to see it. I think. Yeah, that's right. That's so fucking good. I just recommended it to uh, my parents over Christmas when I was over there. They were just talking about stuff that I'd watch and if I had any recommendations and I was like, actually, yeah, I do. And that was number one for them to watch. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'll have to check it out. I wonder, is it coming to any streaming services anytime soon? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, it's totally possible, but I, I, I'm not 100% sure. Probably rent that bit by now. I don't know. I'll have to or look. Just buy it. <clears throat> um, so I did my top three anime of the year. Uh, there, I, I feel like I watched a lot of new shit this year, much more so than I have the last couple of years. Um, but I wanted to specifically talk about anime that released this year. So no, like I'm my, I didn't really count like my hero or attack on Titan because those are just new seasons and they didn't actually like the show didn't actually debut. Uh, but the first one is dress up darling. I watched this on a whim just cause everybody kept talking about it. And then it like, at first I was just like, Oh, it's just extra horny. That's why everybody loves this show. But the more I watched it, I was like, no, this is, this is really fucking sweet and wholesome. Like I, I'm really enjoying this. Um, it's very beautifully animated and the story is super sweet and super cute, and I liked it a whole whole lot. Hell yeah, that's fucking awesome. I uh, need to get on that. Um, I need to read it and watch it. It's very good. Cool. Um, number two for me this year is an album by Freddie Gibbs. It's called Soul Sold Separately. 
Um, this is his latest release, and it could unfortunately potentially be his last album for quite some time. Um, that in itself could be surprising, considering this is Freddie's first release with uh, like a major record label. Um, this one was with Warner Records. Everything before this was just him. Um, this album, man, he tackles a lot. And I think he did an AMA on Reddit shortly after this is uh, this album's release. And he was like, this, he feels like this is a good place to <coughs> end the music for now, um, maybe forever. Um, Gibbs is an artist that's, to, to me... He's on another level when compared to a lot of the artists today in hip-hop. Um, he captures the essence of the past while maintaining like a really solid footing in today's beats and styles. Um, his voice carries... It carries a lot of weight behind it. Like You can tell when he's speaking, he's speaking from a long-lived life, man. Something that's been through trial and tribulations and the cadence that he uses is very much his own you hear him pour his heart out on songs on this album like blackest in the room and that one is great because it's a very progressive message for just black lives in general and it's produced by the alchemist which is when him and freddie get together on any project it's phenomenal and the beat switch that happens like midway through the song it's so fucking good dude and his cadence just picks up right on top of it um it's it's stellar, man. And then you have songs like Grandma's Stove. And, dude, that transcends what hip-hop is today by a long shot. This is... It's a story that you simply... It, you just don't hear it anymore. And he puts it all on the table. And it, rem it reminds me of, like, why I fell in love with his music in the first place. And truth be told, man, there's, there's no one that comes close today in terms of hip-hop and how how he can deliver a message it's it's phenomenal mm -hmm. um second favorite album of the year by far and if he ends it here it was a good place to end it it was a stellar album fuck yeah dude hell yeah <clears throat> i don't know much about uh freddie gibbs but um uh everything i hear is is very very good um yeah so yeah good good shit good shit all right. Uh, my second thing is the TV show, The Rehearsal, um, from HBO. Uh, it's the new Nathan Fielder joint. Um, I genuinely don't know what to say about this show, again, that I haven't already said. I think that The Rehearsal is an absolutely astounding piece of art. Um, I have not stopped thinking about it. Like at all since it premiered I, I just I haven't um, I have a script ready for a video that I plan to make and get out in January um, all about it uh, it is I don't know I, I, I don't know words to describe it really because it, it touches on so many different things um, everything from like uh, exploitation of children in Hollywood to um kind of what it means to be seeking uh connection with other humans like i mean it touches on so many different things um and it is very funny and also <laughs> genuinely horrifying um 
it is excellent just straight up um i really 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 liked it a lot uh it's it's good stuff fuck yeah dude i need to check that shit out too um my number two pick was chainsaw man uh i i i read uh i think this year is when i read chainsaw man i think back in like june or july and i am um within reading the first i don't know 20 to 30 chapters I was immediately hooked and immediately fell in love with this world and its story. And I even went so far as to look up the author's other works and dive more into uh, the stuff that he created. And I was very excited when uh, they threw out the date that we were finally going to get the animation uh, in October of this year. And it's it's been fucking incredible. Um, I really think that... He, even though, you know, they might genuinely have an issue with overworking their staff to uh, a pretty ridiculous points, uh, MAPPA does a fantastic fucking job with every anime that they pick up. Hell yeah. Yeah, Studio MAPPA is the fucking titties. Yeah, dude, their their whole catalog is fucking good. Yeah. Um... Cool, yeah. Uh, Dylan, what's, what's your last pick? Last pick is from VHS Collection. Their newest album came out this year in February, and it's called Night Drive. Um, VHS Collection has been probably one of my most played artists of the past couple of years. Um, before Night Drive came out, I was burning through their past album, Stereo Hype, just on the regular. Um, but cue the February release, and this album was kind of cathartic. Their initial song, like the very first song that plays the dark, is everything that I look for in music, and it immediately <clears throat> captivated me. It took me on the like an atmospheric ride of like retro wave and this calming chorus. And if you guys have listened to the bop or listened to the music I talk about on this podcast, that's exactly what I go for. Um, and I was immediately hooked. And every single song on the album, except for one, was no different. Um, I say except for one because the very up until the very last song on the album, it's this retro wave indie pop slash indie rock vibe. And then you get to the 10th songs. There's only 10 songs on the album. And this song is all, it's pretty much just acoustic. And in a way, the vibe it gives is like this perfect farewell to the album. And it just, oh man, it hits so hard. And you just have these waves of emotion running through you. And it was, it was joyful yet somber kind of farewell. And it's, phenomenal dude it's my favorite album of the year and just by listening to it as much as i have it solidified them like super high on my list of just all-time artists because that's just, that's just i don't know like when i when i think of the kind of music that i can always be in the mood for it's their stuff they're so good hell yeah that's fucking rad i'm gonna have to check that out that kind of sounds like something that's up my alley a little bit yeah, it is <clears throat> phenomenal, man. Hell yeah. Cool, cool. All right. Well, um, before I get to my final uh, pick, I want to um, kind of give uh, a quick shout-out uh, to other things that didn't necessarily make my my uh, top three picks there. Um, but uh, I still wanted to, to kind of – give them uh they're due i guess um 
so yeah, here's other stuff that didn't make this top three sort of thing, but um, uh, yeah, okay. So I wanted to shout out Severance, <clears throat> excellent TV show, uh, really really good. Um, Barry season three was maybe the best season of of any TV show this year, but behind the rehearsal, like just excellent, excellent stuff. Um, um, the white Lotus season two, uh, absolutely hysterical. Uh, that shows very, very good. Um, check it out if you haven't yet. Um, cyberpunk edge runners is the best anime of the year. Uh, it also got robbed at the game awards. Uh, people can suck my dick if they disagree. Um, Nope is maybe my favorite movie about making movies from this year, which, uh, there were a lot of, (laughs) um, let's see, Avatar, The Way of Water, which I will talk about on our first proper episode back because that will definitely be a catch up because I have watched and played a bunch of stuff between our last regular episode and all of this stuff. Uh, Barbarian, Barbarian is just fucking fun as shit great great fucking movie um go see it if you haven't it's on hbo uh arctic monkeys album the car is um it's my favorite album of the year it is incredible it's it's basically like 60s pop music uh kind of think like elton john style pop music mixed with like what i describe as like James Bond opening themes. I mean, I <clears throat> I think it's great. Uh, it's really, really good. Uh, Beach House's album, Once Twice Melody, it's a double album that just, uh, it's just Beach House. Like, if you like that sort of like, sort of like chamber pop type music, um, right up your alley. Uh, Dance with the Dead released another album called Driven to Madness. Very, very good. Um, Dance with the Dead, they just do a lot of really good stuff, but they basically mix like eighties sort of like techno sort of music, uh, with like heavy metal instrumentation. So like really overdriven guitars and like double bass and stuff like that. It's good stuff. Uh, then Patrick Williams or Patrick Willems videos, uh, on the eighties called what is the most eighties movie ever. Uh, this one actually just released a couple of days ago. Um, I fucking love Patrick Willem's videos. They're very good. And uh, I love 80s cinema, so this one really kind of spoke to me. Uh, Internet Pit Stops video on handheld consoles called The Beauty of Handheld Consoles. Uh, This one was really... I just... I couldn't find a video for for him that I I really felt strongly about. uh, But I found his channel this year through a 90s anime aesthetic video um and i've been watching his content uh since this was probably the one that i felt like was like the the sort of like um best of his stuff from this year uh it's it's really good um go check him out and the last one is um the folding ideas video on nfts and crypto it's called line line goes up the problem with nfts uh very very good video very well researched and kind of 
uh, breaks down why, um, you know, NFTs and crypto are basically a fucking scam. <laughs> it's, uh, it's good shit. Um, okay, but to get to my last pick, uh, it is Super Eyepatch Wolf's video about Berserk entitled Why You Should Still Read Berserk. Um, I'm relatively positive that I've said it on here before, but, um, uh, Super Eyepatch Wolf is my favorite YouTuber. Um, he makes long form video essays, uh, mostly about anime and manga, but he has, uh, kind of branched out into other, um, avenues as well. And, um, I genuinely think that all of his stuff is excellent, uh, but this is a near two-hour video talking specifically about Berserk. And it is uh, imbued with like just tons and tons and tons of emotion and really excellent writing. And um, yeah, I, really I could put any of his videos on here from this year because I get excited to watch his videos. I, when there's not a new video that comes out in a given month, uh, like if he skips a month or whatever, I am, I'm very upset. <laughs> you got the withdrawals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this was probably the one that, that, uh, did it for me. I've watched this video so many fucking times and I, <clears throat> until very recently had never even read Berserk. So I think that that's saying something, uh, it's good shit. Um, shout out to super eye patch wolf. All right, Austin, <clears throat> Fuck what, yeah. what's your um, last anime? My last anime is Cyberpunk and Edge Runners. Oh, the best anime of the year? Yeah, yeah, very, very fucking much so. Um, I I think all three of us have gushed about this show enough uh, this year, but this was absolutely fucking incredible. I think it was way better than a lot of people even remotely expected it to be. And it was just a, a, a wonderful ride from beginning to end that I did not expect to make me feel as much as, I, as it did. Mm. Hell yeah, man. Cyberpunk is fucking excellent. I, it was like, so good. What an anime. I'm going to go watch it again just to cry. Oh, oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that was fun. Um yeah, that was fun. Let's uh, do that again next year. <laughs> uh, but let's get into the uh, predictions stuff because I know that that's what people uh, want to uh, know. So um, this will be our annual tradition. Obviously, it's the second episode. This is the third year that we're doing it. Um, but uh, basically, the premise is that we're doing the predictions and we'll tally up uh, who got the winners right and wrong uh next week and we'll discover who is the king queen emperor lord commander (laughs) of uh of the year yeah so we've all come up with five predictions apiece and we will all either say yes or no and then tally those points uh when um the uh episode the game of the year episode next year rolls around so uh there's also one last prediction uh that is worth 10 points to those who get it right uh but negative 15 if you get it wrong so (laughs) with 
Ah. Ah. <laughs> That's scary when I hear it and I realize what's happening next yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> so with all of that out of the way, let's let's go ahead and start. Um all right. Uh, we'll just go through the way that it's listed. So we'll go my predictions, um, then Austin's, and then yours, Dylan. So my first prediction, Final Fantasy 16 will win Game of the Year at the Game of Awards. Mm. Uh, um, I'm going to say no. Um, <laughs> I think that given how... Uh, the last couple of years, um, RPGs have not fared particularly well in in Game of the Year. I think. Uh, hang on, let me check this out. I I don't think that this is right, but I could be wrong. I feel like the last RPG before Elden Ring, uh, to win Game of the Year was The Witcher back in 2015. I could be totally wrong, but. God of War, more action adventure. I, I would say that, yeah. Yeah. Did uh, you not count Breath of the Wild as an RPG? When did that win? Uh, that 2017. Won in, that did win in uh, 2017. You could make the case. I wouldn't personally make that case, but I think I think that you you could. Um, mm-hmm. I I would call that more of an open world action adventure game. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I mean, so with that said, I, I just, even last year, I don't even think there was an RPG nominated for, for game of the year. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. this year there were several, you, you know, horizon Xenoblade, um, plague. T- well, I don't know if I would call plague tale, uh, that, but Elden ring, obviously. And then 2020, there was really only one final fantasy seven remake. Like, these games don't really do well at the Game Awards. Um, I would love to be wrong on this one, but I I have a feeling that if if any game is going to win it, I, I feel like it's going to be... Or, like, if any RPG is going to win it, I, I feel like it's Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, again, I could be wrong, but... The, the past kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. Yeah, I I do not disagree. I, I mean, I don't think it will win. I think going up against Breath of the Wild is going to be, or you know, whatever it's called, Tears of the Kingdom is going to be harder than yeah anything yeah, else. Yeah, I year. agree. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, I guess we're all in agreement there. Uh, yeah. My next one: The Last of Us Factions, the multiplayer that they've been working on for mm-hmm. forever, uh, gets pushed into twenty twenty four. Um, I personally think yes. I I kind of almost don't think that this game is going to be coming out. To be That's with exactly you. what I was going to say. I I was going to say I agree, but I think it gets canceled outright. Yeah, like mm. altogether. I think it doesn't even come out. Yeah, I I think that it ends up being a thing where they push. They say uh, or either they don't say anything about it, or they're like. Uh, yeah, it won't be coming out this year. And then, like, in 2024, it just gets canceled outright. Outright, or they're like, hey, here's Last of Us Part 3, and guess what? It launches with multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I I don't know what the fuck they're doing over there, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, because they've not said fuck all about it either. <laughs> like, it's, it's not happening to me. I yeah, forgot I'll... this even existed. 
Yeah, you know, right. This wasn't even a concept that people were thinking about. Yep, and the I mean, The Last of Us Part Two uh, was twenty twenty, and the game probably started development in. Uh, I mean, I would say probably twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen, probably. Mm-hmm. So they've been working on factions for at least that long. Yeah. So like. <laughs> I just, I, I kind of, I don't know. I want to know what the fuck they're doing over there, to be honest with you. But Okay. Um, all right. Lies of P cracks our top five game of the year rankings. No. Like collective top five? Yes, collective top five. <clears throat> uh, I don't. I'm going don't to say, I'm going to say no also. <laughs> I would love for this to be the case because the trailer for it looked so fucking cool. It's beautiful. Like, this shit looks like fucking Bloodborne. Straight <laughs> <Yes>. up. <laughs> um, but Fuck. I Fuck. just... I don't know if anyone else has the magic that FromSoft does. Because um, all it's... the other Soulsborns that I've played, right? Like, the Souls-like games... None of them have come quite as close. Not even remotely. Some of them are fun. Like, I'll give Lords of the Fallen credit, like, as much as I did play it. I had a good time with it. Um, I never liked Neo. I don't even know if that still counts or not. Oh, that definitely um, counts. Fuck those games. Yeah, fuck both I, of those games. Yeah, fuck both of those games. I've never had the magic captured like I have with something directly made by Miyazaki or, you know, something along those lines. Like, it's been... Dark Souls and Bloodborne, I love Elden Ring, I love Sekiro, not so much. But it's like anything outside of those games, and it's never been something I can commit to all the way. Yeah. So, uh, I know it's coming out next year, and the trailer for it looked fucking crazy good. But I just, I have a feeling that if it if it makes it anywhere near our top five, it's going to be because of me. Probably. Yeah, and I don't. I just don't see myself honestly playing it the way that I played Elden Ring. So I, I don't know that that's a thing. But okay, cool. So I guess we're all in agreement there too. Damn. All right. Yeah, look at that. Hey, uh, Hellblade: Senua's Saga will get a twenty twenty four release date. Um. I'm, oh, this is where I'm torn. Yeah, I'm incredibly torn because I feel like it either is coming out next year at the end of the year or it's yep. coming out in, like, maybe March of 2024. See, that's what I hate because I genuinely feel like this could be a fourth quarter game next year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do too. I, agree. I, I hate it so much. That I'm, was a really good one. I was torn, dude. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that it actually comes out late, late next year. Yeah, you know, if for like maybe a November release, yes. yeah, yeah. Was, <sighs> I I kind of honestly wonder if I'm I'm fucking <laughs> if uh if I'm just being wishful thinking instead of like an actual prediction. It's with that true. One. I don't know, man. I feel like they've been working on it for so long. It's a long time. Like this will be going into the sixth year, right? Yeah. Like since the first game, so um, I feel like I feel like we'll, we'll get it very end of next year. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's also going to conflict. If that's the case, it'll conflict with one of my predictions too. Okay. Who? Uh, 
I feel like it's such a high-profile game, and I feel like a, such a large amount of people are genuinely looking forward to it that I um, I feel like if it was coming out at any point in 2023, we would have been given a release date by now. I kind of feel like you're right to an extent, for sure. Uh, which mm-hmm. is which is why I put this as a prediction. I just yeah. Um, holding out for for Q four. Q four. Q four. Gonna be really pissed off if it's Q four of twenty twenty four. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, all right, and then my last one is Sony finalizes a deal to purchase Square Enix. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I read this and I. I didn't know that they already didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't know that. I genuinely thought that Square Enix was fully under Sony this entire time. Because, I mean, isn't like isn't 80% of Square Enix's catalog typically a PlayStation exclusive? Uh, I mean, the, the big ones... Like genu- all the heavy hitters. Like the games you care about that come out of Square Enix. Yeah. F- f- yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy has been ha- getting, like exclusivity deals of of some sort with PlayStation for fucking come years. Out on Xbox? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, that's what I thought I thought I saw it on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Came out on Switch um, too. Regardless, I don't I don't think that they, this this happens at least this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I don't think so either. I uh, I almost almost put this in there in here as a joke, but my 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 thing is is that they could, yeah. they definitely. And that's po- the thing. <laughs> I like I I feel like they're they're fighting real hard to to kind of keep the Microsoft thing under bundles while they're while they're secretly like toiling away on a. Yeah, that's that's my whole thing. I was like, you know, they're being really up in arms over this shit with Microsoft, but secretly under the table, I bet they're trying to. In my head, I could be them secretly trying to be like sign the fucking contract. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so that's funny that Austin. I mean, I was kind of there with you. It's like, yeah, it's I not really that I, know. it's not that I thought that they didn't, but it's like, you have to wonder. It's only a matter of time. I feel like, no, oh, it's sure. only a matter of time. I would shit my pants laughing if Xbox offered them money. Oh, oh boy, my God. dude, they, it's not gonna sh- happen. But no, I say that. I'll just shut my mouth there, but. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it happens this year. I think maybe in the future there could definitely be talks about it. Maybe that's what we hear in 2023 yeah, or the rumblings of something, but I don't think it just outright happens. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Josh, right. before you move on, uh, you can edit this out while you're reading Tawny's thing. I'm going to go. Madison's not feeling good, so I'm going to go help Madison put August to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think? Are you okay. actually going to edit that out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want me to clap so you know where it's at? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I just hit you with the hardest clap. Like, you're going to see a big-ass line. Uh, oh, Roll. my gosh. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. 52 minutes in. 52 minutes in. God damn. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, – uh, I was an idiot last week and forgot to um, make it – uh, three, uh, predictions, or or not? Sorry, not predictions, but patron game of the year. Um, so this week we get three, and then there's going to be one tacked on at the beginning of next week's episode. Um, but let's go ahead and get started. This to start us off this week with the patron game of the year. We have Mr. Tani Solman. 
Um, and his top five looks like this. At number five, we have Total War Warhammer 3. And he said, I love me some RTS, and Total War does it all. Now, I'm not the biggest Warhammer guy, but Warhammer and Total War just work amazingly together. Number four is Stray. Um, and he said, while I have not finished it, I have watched Bren finish it. And it is such a nice take on this genre. Playing as this cute little cat in this cyberpunk landscape is a blast. Could, Agreed. Could not agree more. Could not agree more. That carpet scratching, though. Right. With haptic feedback. Ooh. That's the best part. The, uh, that and the being able to take naps. That is true. <laughs> For as long as you fucking want. You can literally just leave it running. <laughs> Isn't there an achievement for that or a trophy? Uh, I, yeah, I think there's a trophy for having an hour consecutive of sleep time yeah, or something like that. That's crazy to me. It's fucking funny. It's like they knew what they did. Yeah, they, they knew exactly what they did. like, hey, go go put a show on. Go watch a couple episodes of Archer. Throw on some popcorn. Come back. You got a new trophy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, all right. Number three for him is Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Uh, he said, me and Bryn had such a blast this last few weeks in co-op. It's just so much fun. You played Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, right? I oh. did, and I played it with Sabrina, and I will, I concur. That shit is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun with someone. It's it's, it's a fantasy. I, I know this is going to sound stupid, but it's a fantasy Borderlands, and they did such a great job at making it very unique to itself. Um, and kind of that D&D landscape, it is very self-aware, you know, just as much as Borderlands is. And it was a lot of fun. So I definitely agree with him there. Um, there's also a theme with him and his game picks, and I fucking love it. It's a lot of what he and Bryn do together because I think yep. he had It Takes Two last year. Yep. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So that's that's fucking awesome. I love that. Yep. He's a, he's a good old co-op boy. Yep. Uh, his number two is Tunic. Now, this was a treat isometric zelda goodness fun to play amazing art the music was amazing we'll play again um i wish i had the same experience i started playing this game and was i i know you said this but you were like you were bored to tears i wouldn't say i was bored but like i tried playing it and just fell off almost immediately so. I mean that was it, I and I I'm very glad that he had a different outcome with the game, because I feel like there is charm behind it if you're able to give it the time and have that sense of connection. But I just did not. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, and his last one, his number one was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. Uh, he said, "Just everything about this is amazing." I love it dearly. I have sank so many hours into this in solo and co-op. This is peak gaming fun. Um, I really fucking liked this game uh, when I played it, but this was one that I I don't really remember. Like, not that I don't remember it finally. It's just that I, I kind of I kind of don't remember it to be honest with you. It just kind of like came and went. Yeah, like a thief in the night. Like a, like a Austin in the night. Yep. Wow. <laughs> it's because you look like Jesus. That's that, true. Oh, that's what it is. All right. Oh, so I watched uh, I watched the Fablemans today because um, I'm trying to get in my last bits of uh, 
of um, Medea movies for the yeah. for the year before I kind of finalize my top ten, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene near the end of the movie because it's kind of like a, a a loose retelling of Steven Spielberg's childhood, um, but obviously he's Jewish and he meets with this girl um, who is kind of the first person to I guess give him the time of day, and she's super into Jesus, and she she has a shrine in her bedroom. That's just a bunch of like fucking Jesus pictures, and then when oh, no. uh, when they go to start making out or whatever, she's like, "Okay, we need to pray," and then has him ask for the Holy Spirit to enter his body. Oh, and then, then they start making out on her bed, and he's like looking up, and there's just this crucifix with Jesus oh, no. looking back down at him. It's so fucking funny. Oh my God. Uh, I'm out. This is good I'm stuff, dipping. man. Yeah. I'm uh, disgusting. What a movie. <laughs> All right, let's get to our next predictions. Austin, uh, yeah. shoot us, <clears throat> shoot us up. All right. Oh, oh. oh. All right. Uh, strange choice of words. <laughs> uh, my first prediction is there will be no mainline Pokemon game for 2023, just DLC for Scarlet and Violet. Yes. Yes, I, I 100% agree. I, yeah, that's... Uh, the, I'm coming up with that judging on how Sword and Shield was handled. I feel like that that is probably the best model for them to use moving forward for uh, mainline games. So, we'll see. I could be fucking wrong, but I don't know. I doubt it. No, you're definitely not wrong. They're not going to release a new mainline game next year. They're not even the fucking remake. I don't, yeah, next year. yeah. I don't even think there's gonna be a remake of any kind. Well, no. not a mainline remake. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, are we? We're just doing all of them back to back. Yeah. Back to back. Cool. Cool. Uh, my next one is Zelda Tears of the Fallen Kingdom will win Game of the Year next year, and um, I'm I. It's Zelda. There's a lot of fucking hype behind this this sequel, and just, I mean, the first one did it. I feel like as long as the second one meets expectations, it can also do it. Yeah, I do not disagree. Yeah, so, I I think this is shoe in for game of the year. We have only disagreed on one of these. That's so, crazy. So far, yeah, that just means that we're good. <laughs> so now we just have to start making shit up for arguments. <laughs> Yeah, no, but but the thing is, is I think you're 100 percent correct. I, I, this is almost like a Elden Ring slash God of War Ragnarok for next year. I, I yeah, like sure. going into the Game Awards for this year, like the 2022 year. It was going to be one of those two games. Nothing else stood a fucking chance. Mm-hmm. Next year, I genuinely think it's one of the Final Fantasy titles and. Legend of Zelda. I do not think anything else has a chance. And no, t- to be that. frank with you, I don't think Final Fantasy has a chance. I feel like Final Fantasy would be the only game next year that he, that does have a chance. I mean, that we know of. Yeah, th- that we know of as of right now. But something like, could come out of the gate and surprise all of us. Yeah, we'll see. We'll Doubt see. It, but see. Um, so the next one is a new Digimon story game will be revealed. Uh, I meant to put will be revealed for 2023. Um, uh, the I'm basing that off of the fact that Bandai has come out and said that there are, I think, 
uh, four or five total Digimon games that are currently in development that will span across all of the different sub-series that Digimon has had going for it. Um, the first of which isn't, I mean, it's not a new game, but it's been on the PS4 for fucking, I think like five years at this, five or six years at this fucking point. Um, but we did get confirmation that, uh, Digimon World Next Order will be the first one of those games and that will be, uh, a port to the PC and the Switch. So I, I'm, I have to imagine with Digimon Story being kind of one of their biggest, uh, sellers of their subs, of all the sub-series, I have to imagine we'll get a Digimon Story game out of at least four or five games. Hmm. So coming next year specifically. Yes. Fuck it. Yeah. I think we'll get it next year. <clears throat> so specifically a Digimon, like when you Digimon say story. Digimon story. Game. Yes. Specifically Digimon story. Because so the usually the way Digimon games are handled is they're split up with Digimon story, Digimon world titles. And then I don't know if Digimon Survive is going to be a new sub uh, sub series that they have going on. So, moving forward. if Cyber Sleuth Two came out or whatever, yeah, essentially, like anything along the lines of any Digimon game that is a traditional turn-based JRPG would fall under Digimon Story. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go no on this one. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. I. I just feel like Bandai Namco has had a very uh, hard time mm-hmm. nailing down a, a good cadence with this series because I feel like every now and then it is like, well, this game's coming out, and then it'll be like three mm-hmm. years later it comes out. Or it'll be like, yeah. uh, this game will be coming out in the near future, and then it comes out the next year. Type yeah. Thing. Like, they I, they don't have, like, a strong cadence. So even though they may have, like, a bunch in development, I don't know that they will have that na- that, that mm-hmm. cadence nailed down. You know what I'm saying? We do. I We... They have told us specifically that at least one out of the four or five titles that are in development, um, they have told us specifically that one will be a story game. We just have no idea. We don't know how far along it is in development. We don't know. There's there's no other information other than, oh, it, no, we're working on it. And that's it. Literally that one sentence. I mean, for that reason alone, I think I'll say no. It's like I feel like, I don't feel like it's completely out of the realm of possibility, but with not enough backing it, I can't say mm-hmm. that it would be a 2023 thing. Okay. I, can I see could that. see reveal and then date later, mm-hmm. but not reveal and coming out now yeah. type of thing. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. I'm just hopeful. I know you are. I and just want another sweet. Digimon story game. They're so fun. Um, my next one is uh, a new Switch model will be announced and released in 2023. Um, this. So I don't. I'm not necessarily meaning a Switch Pro, uh, more or less a, another revision of the Switch. And the reason why I'm saying that is in 2019, two years after the original model launched, we got the Switch Lite, and I think the Switch Lite was announced what uh, a month or two before it hit store shelves. 
I don't know if that's exactly accurate, but I know it was extremely close. Uh, it was a very similar situation to the OLED, which came out last year in 2021. Um, it, it was announced, and then I think it hit store shelves a month and a half later. Uh, I'm expecting them to do some type of revision. Uh, there, there's been all the leaks and rumors for years that, uh, even outside of a Switch Pro, that they've been working on like a fully at-home Switch, one that you can't take portable anywhere, but will have a significantly better graphics. Um, I don't know if it'll be exactly that, but I, I, I genuinely think we'll get some type of hardware revision, because um, Nintendo's got to do something. They are they are very quickly falling behind. How much longer do you think the Switch has in its lifespan? Not long. Two I would years? say three years at the most. I don't see it going for more than three years because I just don't see games on that console being able that's, to keep up with the rest of the market. I agree, and that's why I'm so torn. It's because it's like, do they try one last hurrah, get some money out? I think that is very much something they would do. Yeah, for um, sure. Oh, man, I hate this because it's like a part of me wants to say no, mm-hmm. like a big part of me, because it's uh, in truth, what can they improve on? If they make a, a standalone, like a just by itself switch that takes away its portability factor, then you've lost half the reason to buy a switch. That's true. Um, if I mean, if you make it to where the dock can somehow produce more, mm-hmm. then that's great. But it's like, has there been any rumblings of that at all? Like, I genuinely I'm not myself, sure. I haven't kept I up don't with know. it. So I, I'm not 100% sure. I know that there have, there are, I mean, there's been rumors that we've been getting a new Switch model uh, this year since the end of fucking last year, since the OLED came out. That's why I'm so torn. It's like... And I mean, it could, it could still... be a Switch Pro. They could come out of the gate and surprise us. It could, Everything it could is see telling me to mode. say no, but it's like before the switch is dead and gone, before they move on to the next thing, I do anticipate they do one last like mm-hmm. step up in some regard. That's why. For sure. <sighs> okay, so let me ask a question real quick. So when you say a new switch model, uh, are we under the assumption that their next console will not just be a quote unquote switch pro? That's what I feel like it would be. Yeah, I I don't know that they're going back the route of making a, yeah, a at no. home only console because what they do best is their handheld stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like for the longest time they've been the kings of the handheld market because that's what they produce the best. The Wii, the Wii U, the GameCube, hell, even the N64 compared to its competitors, all of those systems were vastly underpowered machines that Mm -hmm. kind of relied on gimmicks to an extent. Maybe not the N64 and maybe not the GameCube, but... But the Wii and the Wii U definitely relied on their gimmicks to remain So we're roping Switch Pro like as the next model into this. Yes. Okay. Okay. And the reason I ask is because I think 100% their new console is coming out and it's coming out with fucking Zelda. I, I, really? I, I do not, I am convinced that they are going to release a new Switch alongside Zelda. I, I, That's ballsy as shit. I wish you would have put that as a prediction. Yeah, I wish I would have too. But yeah, no, I, I can genuinely, I, fuck dude, even if we don't, I know for a fact we'll, we'll at least get a special edition of the OLED. 
At yeah, the I, I mean, at the at the absolute minimum, yeah. But I like. But no, I can totally see them doing that. I just, I've never thought about it. I don't see them being able to support games on this fucking thing for much longer. It was yeah, already was underpowered in 2017. Like it was already underpowered then. It's five years later. Yeah. It is that severely was underpowered. But if we're counting Switch Pro as that good, yes, agreed. New Switch model, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, <coughs> fuck, uh, Rona. Uh, my final prediction is Pokemon will reveal a remake slash port slash sequel to a previous spinoff series, such as Mystery Dungeon or Pokemon Ranger, in lieu of a mainline title. This is a yes. Yes. That's and that's typically what they seem to do when yes. they don't really uh have space to throw a mainline title or a remake cuz I believe that uh that's what they did in uh 2020, right? Instead of uh cuz yeah, cuz the the uh Pokemon Presents that we got the reveal for Sword and Shield's DLC, we also got the reveal for the uh Mystery Dungeon uh Rescue Team remake. So and and Pokemon is, Snap, right? Yeah, this is just no, on par for them. Year. Like we've not had, we've not had a Snap in a minute. We've not had a Mystery Dungeon. We've not had Ranger. We've not had anything innovative for them mm-hmm. in a hot minute. Truly, um, Scarlet and Violet just came out, so obviously no mainline games for the next few years. Yeah, um, they will be focusing on DLC. I know that. That's great. But I also have a very strong feeling that we're going to get some kind of spin-off game. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say that it has to be specific to a mystery dungeon. I'm not going to say that it has to be specific to a ranger. But I yeah, think yeah, something yeah. is coming this year. Mm-hmm. And it does not have to pretend. It is not mainline at all. So, yes, I think that that is happening. God, imagine if we got an XD or a fucking Coliseum remake. Ugh. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, but I would love for that. Just to give me a port, Austin. bro. It doesn't even have to be a remake. Just straight lazy port that bitch. Remake it. You already <laughs> fucking ported Stadium. Fucking remake the game. Oh gosh. What about Go you, ahead, Josh? Josh? Ruin my hopes. Uh, yeah, I just don't think shit all over. Uh, the, uh, they had a what was it? The the remake of Mystery Dungeon was 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Before that, the last. The last one was 2015 mm-hmm. for for uh, Mystery Dungeon, and then the Ranger series hasn't had a game since 2010. Yeah. Um, so quick interjection, because I don't I don't consider Let's Go a mainline game. Mm-hmm. Truly, it is, but I don't feel I'm considering Let's Go and Arceus like different. Than when I think mainline, I think increasing the gens one through nine. You yeah, know what I mean? For sure. So if it doesn't increase the Pokedex, that's not a mainline game to me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I'm considering Let's Go and Arceus their own separate things. That's I'm also grouping that into this. Yeah. Okay. G- given how Game Freak counts them and what, yeah. the, what the Wikipedia is, I count Legends Arceus and Let's Go as mainline entry games. I understand what you're saying, and I think that you're – your way of oh for sure considering things is correct, but going off off what um, I think Game Freak has kind of like said and like I said like the Wikipedia entries and stuff I mm-hmm. I would argue that those are mainline games so they unfortunately are classified as such but it does not make sense for them to be I I hundred percent agree yeah 
hundred percent. That's why I, I mean, when I say that there could be a let's go Johto, I would want it to fall into this. Mm. It's not. It's. It's a spinoff to me. Like mm-hmm. it truly. Like it's com- it completely changed. It's a different mechanic entirely, and that's why I hate it. So because then I would have to. Oh man, I don't know. That's why I don't like the, the wording. See, the confusing thing is like I. Like, I looked up something about it on Reddit, and people were like, oh, well, what's considered a mainline title are Pokemon games that allow you to transfer Pokemon back and forth between other titles. So, meaning any game that has connectivity to home, and back in the day it was any games that had the ability to trade with one another, but my issue with that is that thought process would also make, I mean, technically that would make XD and Coliseum mainline titles as well. They wouldn't be spinoffs anymore, so I don't think that's entirely yeah, Pokemon accurate. Go. Yeah, I mean, fuck, yeah. You didn't say Poke- a mobile game is like a mainline that title? That's where. So, for the sake of this, for the sake of this prediction, your first prediction was mainline game. Yeah. Can we, as a three of us, say that that pertains to a sword and a shield, a scarlet and a violet, a game that has two variations of itself that expands on the poke. Like it's the next mainline game. Yeah. Can we yeah. at least agree on that? Or do we just want to go by basic strict definition? All right. If so, so you're saying generation of, of mm-hmm. so yes. Yeah, so I'm saying if it's not the, the game that introduced the new gen. So if it's not red and blue, gold, silver, ruby, sapphire, you know, all the way up to scarlet and violet. If it's not the next one of that, Mm-hmm. It's not. There's no new mainline game. Now, if you guys want to do the base, the true definition, and because I know Game Freak's way of looking as Let's Go and Arceus counts with a mainline game. If you guys want to look at it as that, I'm okay with that. And in that mm-hmm. case, I might go back and change the first prediction because a part of me kind of feel like a new Let's Go could come out. But I'll let you guys decide because my way of looking is obviously the flawed way. Because it's not. <laughs> I see. I don't think yours is the flawed way, though. I think that yours yeah, is the correct I, I way. I think just... that one hundred percent makes sense. I think Game Freak's definitely stupid for how they classify them. Yeah, I feel like I shouldn't be considered stupid for this, but no, one hundred percent. I understand what you're saying. I'm gonna so, go. I'm yeah. gonna just go by strict definition, just because that's like when I was making the predictions. That's specifically what I was referring to. Okay, so Pokemon, so they will reveal something that's a spinoff, yes. and it and this is not going to be a Let's Go or a Pokemon Legends game. Correct. I think if we get any, I think if we get any full Pokemon game this year, I think it's going to be some kind of wacky, sp- and I mean, fuck, it might not even be a Mystery Dungeon or a Ranger. We could get, I could see them try, especially with how good Fire Emblem's been doing the last couple of years. I could see them trying dipping their toes in uh, something like a Pokemon Conquest sequel. See, that's what I hate, man, because I think... So if if Let's Go is falling under mainline, I get that. I really want to say that in the coming X amount of time, mm-hmm. they're going to revisit that formula because it was a success. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. I think that... Um, I'm fucking torn, man. So I... I'm going to say yes to a spinoff of something, mm. whether it be Mystery Dungeon or Conquest or something. I think something else is in the works. I'm going to retain my original stan- my stance on the mainline thing. I'll mm. say there is no new mainline coming out this year. Mm. 
but I really I'm gonna hate myself if they announce Let's Go Johto in some way. Let's go, yeah. Let's Go Johto is never happening. And maybe that's true because what the fuck are they gonna call it? I honestly think that's the I I think that's the most viable next line game next mainline game to come. It's either that Truthfully. or Pokemon Legends fucking Keldeo or some shit. Yeah, it's either that or a black and white remake or some type of new Legends game. Legends like like you can say what you want about its graphical performance. Sales wise, Legends Arceus did do really good. I would cry. Also, Arceus is better Legends. looking than fucking Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> Agreed. And if, it well, is. I don't know if I'd say it's better looking, but I it definitely performs significantly better. Yeah. If they did a Pokemon Legends in Johto, I would cry as a Pokemon fan. Ancient Johto with, like, Celebi and shit. Yeah, give me dogs. a Legend Celebi. I, I would be all about that. <sighs> I would be able to die happy. So, anyway, to, just to move this on, it's now turned into me gushing over Pokemon games. Yeah. Yes, a spinoff will be announced. Yeah. All right, well. And Josh said, fuck you. He's like, yeah, well, you're wrong. I'm, so I'm sorry when that doesn't happen for you guys. That's okay. <laughs> I do this to myself. I was right this past year about the Pokemon titles. So yeah, yeah, no, you were a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Let's get to our second patron game of the year. This time we have Mr. Jeffrey Ciarto, Mr. Scissortoe. His top five were at number five: Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two Remake. Jeff, remake. A remaster is when you just put a new coat of paint. Okay. All right. Glad we cleared that up. Uh, he said, It's made me fall in love with COD again and made me completely ignore Overwatch 2. My wife, blood pressure, and social etiquette. <laughs> the last uh, part's not hard to do. Agreed. Um, I agree with him. That COD came. I have not played it recently, uh, but when it came out, man, I put yeah. so many fucking hours into that shit. Yeah. Yeah, Cod came, we saw it conquered, for yep. sure. For sure. Um, he did have a good idea, Jeff, this year. He actually had a category idea that I didn't think about myself, and it's uh, Feet of the Year. Okay. Uh, number four, <laughs> PGA 2K23. Uh, he said it's the only place I can't. Uh, it's the only place my golf game is good, and it's an actual significantly better golf game than this series has delivered in years. Uh-huh. Um, don't know anything about that. Yep, seems uh, like it looks like a PS2 game, but outside of that... Uh, yeah, oh, we'll see. Great, great pick. Great pick. Number three is Last Call BBS. Possibly the best game I've ever played for this team. They are known for deeply complex puzzle games that aren't always the game advertised, which is a great and fun surprise. This game is based around finding and old poorly documented Japanese computer and learning how to make it work then you learn about the software on it and get to poke around at it which is a lot of fun I have genuinely never heard of this but uh, as soon as he told me about it I was like this sounds like the exact game that you would play yeah sounds just like a fucking Jeff game yeah <laughs> did you like his feet picks in the snow um, number said? two is cult <laughs> of the land I figured out how to rename my cult to Josh Sucks My Toes, Senpai. Lord. Jeff, I, you're a programmer. How do you not know how to type? Get out of here. Uh, 
then pretended all my cultists were dipshits from Montana. Um, yep. From Montana with tiny wieners, then sacrificed them merrily in the name of my invention. Jeff, <laughs> we need to we need to talk about about things, sir. God damn! This, where this, Jeff this, gets his drugs from. Jesus. All right. Number one is Citizen Sleeper. And Holy he said, fuck. it's fucking great. That's all I can both legally and spiritually say about this game. He's not wrong. Citizen Sleeper. I told him great. that you were shutting my feet questions down and he called you a fascist. Well, <laughs> the fascists do what fascists do. Dylan, let's get to your predictions. Hey. Uh, first prediction for me. Starfield is not released in the first half of 2023 like they said, and it instead gets a Q4 release likely November. I 100% do not think this is happening. I don't think that they can delay it again. I absolutely feel like it's a very Bethesda thing to do. They're going to be like, hey, one last time, but it's going to be a great game. Uh, yeah. I just feel like this is right up their fucking alley. I can and they totally, have Redfall coming out this year. Yeah, 100%. I can totally see your point. I think that Microsoft cannot afford to let them sit on it again. I just... I feel like... With, I don't know. With the way that, like... With the way that the first party output has come from Xbox since they bought all of these studios, Microsoft 100% cannot afford for them to be like... All right, you get another six and months. And I see your point, but it's from June to November pushback. To me, it's not that big of a Is it a June? Step away. I thought that was in May. Or I, Redfall I... has to come out first. That's all I know. Yes, yeah, 100%. I, I don't think that they can push Redfall either. Um, and may, well, I don't know may, where maybe I they can... June from. Uh, hang on, let me see. Maybe they can push Redfall since it's a new IP and it only got announced, what, Game Awards 2020? Maybe. Um, but they said it was absolutely coming out first, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Redfall. 2023 shooter game. First half of 2023. Q1, Q2. All right, now let's look up Starfield. Starfield video game. First half of 2023, so Q1, Q2. All right, so somewhere between January and June. Um, Maybe that's what I thought, like the cutoff period. Yeah. I don't think it'll be June because Blizzard's already launching fucking Diablo 4. That's too... Well, this is all assuming in my head that the merger goes through, Mm. right? Mm-hmm. And like, does I don't know. It's it seems like two big competing things. What's coming out in fourth quarter next year? Do we know? Not uh, a lot, right? As of right now, there's not a whole lot that I know of. Obviously, but there'll the first be another part Call of, of Duty. Stacked. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like first through six, oh six. The first six months of this coming year are pretty fucking stacked with games. Yep. Um, that's why I see it maybe getting pushed back a little. I do think Redfall has to come out first. I'm thinking maybe we see a Q2 release for that. Um, Again, this is all based on nothing other than my feelings towards Bethesda. I feel like the Starfield that we've seen so far has looked fine. Mm -hmm. But I feel like their game needs to... This game needs to come out and it needs to be worth the wait. And I think that with... I'm not going to say 
Bethesda is not under crunch right now, or you know the devs working on Starfield is not under crunch. But I think that with how the game atmosphere is, especially you know with Xbox playing the good guy, like I feel like they're okay with pushing it back so long as the game is better and the outcome for it. I don't think it comes out when it says it does. This is all me looking at Bethesda as a consumer, and it has no factual basis. Like, they are still sticking to their guns as of now that it's coming out in the first two quarters. I don't believe that's true. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Um, I'm a salty Bethesda fan at this point. Uh, yeah. Give me my fucking Elder Scrolls As game. you probably should be. I don't, yes. I don't know. My my only thing is I, I really, I really, really, really do not think that Xbox can allow. And I see your point. They can't, they can't waste any more time. I see. I mean, I, I feel that. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Austin. We'll see. Anything? I, um, <clears throat> you know what? I said it last year. Starfield is just not a game I'm super interested in. And I got a 50, 50 shot, baby. So I'm saying no. All right. For no other reason than that. You could have sided with your brother on this, but you chose the bad guy. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So kind of to coincide with that, my second prediction is Microsoft and Activision seal the deal. So I I think that's that's a foregone conclusion, to be honest with you. I think that they're still waiting on a lot of fucking governing bodies to say yes. As last I checked, it was three of the 16 governing bodies that they needed they were still being heavily investigated but i have no doubts in my mind that it goes through yeah that is same same austin anything uh yeah no i just think i i think that this is an an inevitable deal and i think uh, you know i've seen a lot of articles of uh Companies and people coming up with reasons as to why these are good ideas. This is not a good idea, or why this uh, acquisition shouldn't be legal. And I just I don't see any of those comments sticking and and really being worth a shit at the end of the day. Hell yeah, uh, power to the monopoly. Yeah, I think this is an inevitable situation. Whether I think it's good or not is another conversation. But I think Can it's I just an inevitable situation. Quickly ask you two, real quick. Let's just say this goes through, and it goes through. We'll just say in March, okay? Don't know why I'm saying that, but let's just say it goes through in March. How quickly do you think Microsoft looks to acquire their next, I whatever, uh, their next set of studios? I honestly don't think that they do for a while. You I, think that I, they're done for a long time, not, right? Not, I don't know for a long time, but it le- at least the next four or five years, because I yes. I don't think. I think that they thought that this was just going to go through real quick because of what happened with Bethesda, and they weren't expecting people to fight them on this. And I think that they might be a little bit gun-shy to try to do Because <laughs> yeah. my joke about Square Enix earlier got me thinking, and I was like, how quickly would they really turn around and just shell out money? But I agree with you, at least probably five years before anything substantial comes forth. Yeah. Um... What was it? What did I just do? Oh, yeah. Microsoft and Activision. All right. So uh, next one. Finally, we will get our first look, our first formal look at Grand Theft Auto 6 um, at some kind of t- show. Who knows? I know. Let's not say that. Mm. Let's not say it's some kind of show because companies like to do their own thing. True. But I think with everything that we've seen over the past year in terms of leaks, I think we're getting to that point in its development stage where we can finally get our first look at something. Mm-hmm. 
How long has it been? This will be 10 years, right? Uh, 10 years since GTA 5? Yep. 2013. Yeah. I can see it. It's been getting leaked, right? Have those pictures were there? Yeah. those yeah. pictures been proven to be false? No, those were those no, were legit. Straight and fucking goat simulator just fucked up and used video footage straight from the leaks. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm gonna go no you think, again. You think we got time? Uh, yeah. I I I still don't think this game is coming out anytime soon. I think that like, I think we'll get our first look at it in probably early 2024 I, I just for i don't know what it is about the grand theft auto or well just rockstar games in general but they are so very very tight-lipped for the longest possible time that they can and then they just media blitz the rest of the year until the game comes out um yeah i i just i i don't see that i i think that they are very ambitious and I think that the stuff that, that we saw the leaks of was still so early that it's like not, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 you could be right. You could be totally right. I'm just not sold on them having something to actually show. Um, I, I can see what you're saying because it was early leaks. I think that this being 10 years of GTA 5, Something stems from it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that means it goes all the way until September when GTA 5 came out. If it happens earlier at some kind of show, I don't know if they do it on their own. I don't know. I just feel like we're getting very close, whether it's this year or, like you said, the you know first quarter of the following year. I just feel like it's much closer than we have been. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, but, okay. Um, so number four for me is me holding out hope yet again, (laughs) um, for, I think this is the third year in a row. Something will be announced in the souls born Akira universe. So I've altered my phrasing this time because I don't fucking know anymore. I really don't. I, I think this is also a stupid prediction, but I think that. I'm going to say yes with it again because Armored Core was just announced. So there's already something that they've been working on. That's not Soulsborne. Yeah. Um, um, now, when you say Soulsborne Akira, it, basically what you mean is a FromSoft game that is not... That's an it's act, not Elden that, Ring DLC. It, yeah, it's, it's an action RPG. And it's not DLC for a previous game. And it's not no. Armored Core. It's not Armor Core, so a sequel to Sekiro, which on the fans' lips, it's it's a lot. It's what's being asked for. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I still hold out hope more than anything for a remaster of some sort. Um, I think Bluepoint is working on an original IP right now, mm-hmm. so I don't see them doing any kind of remaster like they did with Demon Souls. Yep. Um, this is just me being hopeful. And if I was a betting man, Austin, I'd go no. But me, myself, as a Souls fan this year, I'm saying yes again. I am going to um, say no, because I just, uh, I think that... Uh, this is Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, I, have it with I think you're just franchises. hurting yourself. It definitely Honestly. hurts every year. When I'm even... The fact of the matter is, I come to this time every year, and I'm Pikachu memed out. Like, I'm shocked. I'm like, <laughs> nothing happened? Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? And I, I genuinely, it happens every year. Like, I don't know why I hold out hope the way I do. But here it is happening again. So anything 
Please, just happen. Anything. Austin, I'm gonna, Anything. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Is he? What's he doing? <laughs> Look at what he's doing in the dock. He keeps erasing and then writing it back with uncapitalized. I hate that. I have changed I know! this for a fucking time. Oh, my God. He lowercases his fucking words, and I hate it. You guys are great. Oh. All, right. All right, last one. Diablo 4 is met with lackluster reception, paling in comparison to the launch of Diablo 3. I'm, I'm not saying that this game is going to bomb ass. I'm saying that it is going to live up to next to nothing that its predecessor did. Yeah. I'm saying that the fan response <clears throat> to this game will not be met with nearly as high praise as Diablo 3. Hmm. Mm. I saw, and I get it was a mobile game, but I saw what they did with Immortal. I do not feel good about Diablo 4. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. I, can I am that. very worried for the outcome of that. And I'm sorry, Mama Crumkey. I know this hurts. Actually, I'm sorry. <sighs> no. Could you fucking agree with me on something, you bitch? <laughs> I agreed with you on a lot. The entire first, like... Yeah, all the <laughs> way up until my own predictions, cunt. Wait. Have I disagreed with you? No, I yeah, agree every... with you on... Oh, the Microsoft one, the easy <laughs> one. <laughs> All right, well, okay. That hang was on, just on. points for me. You, you ha you, okay, you had me in the first half. Um, no, uh, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think I'm of two different minds on this. On one hand... I 100% agree with you, but I don't necessarily think that it's because it's bad. I think that Diablo 4 comes out and is probably good to maybe even great, um, but I think that there's so much ill will towards that franchise because of Diablo Immortal and because of all the shit with Activision Blizzard that I don't think that it gets necessarily... A great reception. I know that that sounds like some Gamergate type bullshit with like everyone like having political agendas and blah 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 blah. But my argument is that people don't forget that stuff and it colors their perceptions of games. I don't think that people will be able to overlook that. I understand what you're saying. On the flip side of that, I also think people have fucking Stockholm Syndrome with these games and will fucking... They'll be like, oh, Diablo, it's it's great because it's Diablo. You know what I mean? People did that shit with fucking Overwatch this year. Overwatch got some really great fucking reviews that it totally didn't deserve because it was Overwatch. And people remembered Overwatch. You know what I'm saying? And like... Yeah, it you could make the argument, well, it's just the same game. It's already just the same game. But, like, yeah, you're right. It still has fucking problems. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I do. I, I, and, and I think the same thing could be said for Zelda. I'm not saying this, Austin, by the way, to to, like, get your goat or whatever. But, like, Zelda, I feel like, has always released good games but some of them are less than stellar and they i remember the ign review for fucking skyward sword got a 10 out of 10 like that game is not a 10 out of 10 i see I'm, what you're saying and I'm, i 100 percent agree with you 
You know, so so pe- people like to suck the dicks of franchises that they fucking sure. love, and For I sure. think that Diablo is Diablo is gaming royalty. Everyone fucking remembers their time with Diablo one and Diablo two. Everyone fucking remembers that shit. I just mm-hmm. don't see them not forgetting that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So. So you're a no. I'm going to change it back to yes. Thank God. Because you yelled at me. Uh, (laughs) I'm not even going to lie. I did. That's fine. I was going to say, no, I didn't. But no, I can't even gaslight you on that one because I even remember that I did that. Uh, Okay. So uh, the 10-point bonus challenge thing, uh, or the 10-point bonus prediction thing, is challenge-related. So... I will reveal that once we've actually talked about the challenge. But before we do that, we need to get to our patron game of the year. Last one for this episode, Mr. Justin Ruiz. His top five are, in descending order, Marvel Snap. Or is it ascending order? I think it's ascending. I don't know. Number five is Marvel Snap. He said, I cannot put this goddamn game down. And now I'm addicted to this card-collecting fiasco. The game is really fun, but man, did I sink way too many hours into this. Uh, I still need to give this a shot because everyone says it's really fucking good. Yep, same. I saw it. It's still 70 bucks or it, something like that, so I'm not willing to fork that much out for it. But everyone I've heard that's played it says it is addicting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Same. Uh, number four is Tunic. He said, what a splendid little game with so much packed into it. Frustrating to start. It has challenges in its combat, but once you get rolling with items and a good layout, the game really opens up. The page collecting mechanic was super fun, and uncovering secrets was intuitive. This really felt like innovation and old school mechanics coming together in a brilliant way. <sighs> Again, I, I wish I had that same experience. Maybe I'll go back to it and I'll love it, but I just fell off that so quick. Mm-hmm. Number three, Roller Drone. This game is straight up fun. No other way to describe it. The gameplay is tight. The visuals are stunning in a weird cell shaded and retro way. Even the story bits are super compelling despite being sparse. Sparse. I don't know why I said sparse. Uh, this game just feels so great and gets you into an amazing flow state. Who would have thought adding guns to Tony Hawk would be fantastic? He is 100% right about this game. Roller Drone fucking rules. Uh, number two, God of War Ragnarok. Yes, it is the sequel to God of War. Yes, it plays as good as the first game. Yes, there were epic bosses, twists, and turns. A great story and spectacles. And yes, there was a moment where I teared up. This is a hell of a sequel and really was such a showcase of amazement. It met all of my expectations of what I wanted. But number one blew my expectations away. And his number one is, well, Dylan, you've talked about it ad nauseum, is Neon White. Neon White is unlike any experience I've played in the last five or so years. Movement and combat determined by collecting cards. The concept sounds so boring, but in practice, it is a flawless experience. The runs feel effortless and are so easily repeatable. Again, this is a flow state kind of game, and you get into... And you get into it right off the bat. The story's a little throwaway, but where the game lacks 
in storytelling, it makes up so much in gameplay, aesthetics, and music. Just listen to the Heaven, uh, to the Heaven menu music, Peace of Mind, to see what I'm talking about. Yeah. Agreed. I need, mm-hmm. I need to get to it. Need to get to it. Please get to it in the next week. I don't think I have a choice. <laughs> you have a choice. It's just we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I will try. I'm still working on, you know, uh, fucking repairs in my goddamn house. But um, yeah, that is definitely important. And never mind what I said. <laughs> well, don't never mind it. Just you know, lower on the list. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So um, let's have Dylan kind of announce our our challenge, so that then I can retroactively go back. And talk about the the last prediction thing real quick. Okay. All right. So, All Dylan, right. take us away. Tell us what it is. Hit us with it, baby. All right. So, I broke this down to the fellas a couple of weeks ago, so they had time to prepare and make some of their choices for tonight. But the 2023 annual challenge is as follows. In the past years, we've tried to complete X amount of games, some of which had to be within the year of recording or at least released in the year of recording. And we've also tried completing games by genre this past year. This year, we're doing a little bit of everything and making our biggest challenge yet. In 2023, we'll be taking on our first challenge together. And that's right. This year, we're taking on the monstrous task of completing 50 games amongst all of us. However, it's not (coughs) one of my challenges without some rules. So let's break that down. So, no one person can contribute more than 20 games. So if Josh beats 21, doesn't matter. It does not go to the total. All of us have to contribute this year in order to complete it. That's what makes it so much fun. So in, the, in, in, in that, at least five of the games that we play this year must be different genres. So that carries over from last year. We need five unique genres. Austin loves JRPGs, but Austin can't just play JRPGs this year. He has to break <laughs> it down a little more. On top of that, five of the games have to be from 2023. This ensures that we have content to talk about at the end of the year and also adds that extra bit of, you know, financial instability in our lives because I'm forcing us to buy games for this stupid shit. So there's that as well. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Yes, no problem. (laughs) Last year, we all picked games for one another. This year, we're flipping and picking a game for the person who initially picked for us last year. So, this year, Austin got to pick for Josh, and Austin picked Voice of Cards, The Isle of Dragon Roars. Austin, you want to tell us about it? Yeah, it's a... uh, So, Voice of Cards is basically a kind of tabletop RPG, uh, almost very similar to, like, Dungeons & Dragons. It just uses cards instead of miniatures and other pieces. And I think that if Josh gave this a shot, I think he would really like it. It's also super cheap. I think this game's like $15, even off sale. There you go. You saved the money. That's true. All right. So Josh got to pick for me this year. Josh picked for me Final Fantasy 16. Josh, what are your words on that? Uh, Game looks fucking rad, man. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is the first Final Fantasy that I... Uh, and obviously I haven't played it, so I can't say, but based on the way that the combat looks and everything from the trailers, this looks like a game that would be right up your fucking alley. So I, I'm excited, man. I, I want you I to I will it. say, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, Josh and I were off air, I think, 
and I was sitting here reading over the doc, making sure all the information was there, and I swear I thought he put Final Fantasy fourteen, and my heart sank so far. It's <laughs> so, <laughs> like I can't commit to this shit. Um, so very, very grateful that it is Final Fantasy sixteen. Um, my pick this year goes to Austin because last year he picked for me. So this year, of course, I'm picking Neon White. Um, it's it's an incredible game, man. I've spoken so much about it. I don't have to say more. Justin just got his bit read about it. It is a fun game. Um, so all of that said, that is the challenge that I broke down for the boys. But it's not one of my challenges without one last curveball that they did not know about. Oh, Jesus no. Christ. <laughs> so that being said... Fuck. Austin and Josh, this year I reached out to Jeff. No! Austin, why? No. Why? Each of them got no. to pick. No. Uh, so, <laughs> no. Year, Please tell Tawny, me I didn't get Jeff. This year, Tawny got Josh. Oh, thank God. Jeff Christ. got Austin. Oh, and Justin thank God. Oh, no. Himself. Yep. Oh, no. So, oh. Oh. Jeff is going to give me a game I'm too stupid for. He did not give you the BBF game. Don't worry. No, he, he gave you a give fucking you hentai game. He also no, he did didn't. not do that. Uh, I, you are very grateful you did not get Jeff, Josh, because he immediately like said, Jeff who got, who got Austin? No, he said, who got Josh? And I was like, that was uh, Tawny. And he's like, son of a bitch, get Tawny to get him to play World of Warcraft right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right. So oh, this is it. So Tawny got Josh. Tawny gave Josh... Planescape Torment, the Enhanced Edition. Okay. So, I've heard of this, I think. Okay. So, very unique choice. I love that. He said that Bryn was encouraging him to be nice with his choice. So, he wanted to give you a game. Let me see if I can pull up what he said about it real quick. Um, he said, after ca- careful consideration, I wanted, to give, uh, wanted him to have a great game to play, but also one he hasn't played. And I'm pretty sure he's never played the RPG classic Planescape Torment, and its enhanced edition can be played on every platform. So that's Hell what yeah. he said about okay. that. Um, so I have so, heard of this before. And the reason that okay. I've heard of this is because it's from Black Isle Studios. They were the team who became Obsidian back in the day. So these were oh. the guys who were in charge of the Fallout games and stuff like that. Shit. And then transformed into Obsidian. That is crazy. All right. Well, I did not know that. That's fucking awesome. He probably gave you a stellar game. Yeah, man. I'm fucking excited. I've never played this. All right. Well, good for Ooh. good for that choice then. All right. Um, Austin, Jeff. Jeff, of course, was Jeff. I yeah. Yours. Uh, he gave you, he thought about it for a while, and he gave you the choice of Valkyria Chronicles 4. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff said that this is a great entry even though it's number four he said this is honestly a great spot to join into the franchise so don't be deterred by that and Mm -hmm. he said that uh, he thinks you'll love it and if you hate this idea then you have to go play league of legends and get ranked in that (laughs) i will buy valkyria 4 right now bro so uh real quick um i haven't played number four but i think this is right up your alley it's a tactical rpg um, that's uh, very much in the same style as um, what's the fucking Fire Emblem. I like the artwork a lot. Yeah. I like the artwork and the character design. Oh my god. 
All right, I found a statue for uh, <clears throat> oh, that didn't one of the long. characters. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'm down for this. I am here for this. Um, yes, so, sir. Jeff, you just made Austin this entire year. So oh, how's that? Jesus, no, I'm um, up for no reason. Oh, God and, damn yep. it. Is it the bunny girl, Austin? <laughs> yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, oh all right. And then yeah. Justin got you. Yeah. So I, I did make it fair. I didn't. I knew the one worst thing that could happen would be Jeff getting Josh. <laughs> so I made sure that didn't happen. Um, but then I thought, in fairness, you know, Justin should get me because he's the one I kind of go back and forth. I love Justin to death, but we do have some back and forths. But I wanted him to get me, and then he actually gave me a list of games to not necessarily choose from, but to tell him what I have and have not played. And he sent me a pretty substantial list. It's six to eight games probably, and I hadn't played a single fucking one of them, even though I had heard of some of them. I had never played them, one of which was Nier Automata. Uh, I've never played it. I just know what it is. Um, and I thought he was going to choose that for me, but Justin being Justin made a good point. He was like, shame on you for not playing one of the best games of all time. You should play that in your own time and make that choice for yourself. That was almost verbatim what he said. Um, so instead, what he wound up choosing for me, because they are shorter games, he actually chose two for me. So there's no getting around that now. The two games were The Swapper and Kentucky Route Zero. Mm. Um, these are these are two smaller games that I can find on Steam, and I am very excited about it because I had never heard of either of these. He gave me games like uh, Nier Automata and Transistor in the list. Oh, Transistor's and so good. Again, yes, and I would have loved to play that, and I mentioned that. So me mentioning that was a fucking mistake. But, you know, that's <laughs> two of the ones he took away. Um. And then he had other ones in there. I forget what they were, but I had, of course, heard of them, and I just hadn't played it. I forget what it was. Let me go back real quick. It was Killer7. That was another one. Oh, like I had Killer heard of it. Killer7's fucking wild, man. Yeah, but I had never played it, and again, he didn't choose that one. He chose these two. So this would have never been on my list. I would have never played either of these, so I think that's a lot of fun that I get to sit down and try it this year. And I have to try it because the very last caveat to this is that we have to beat the games we are given or we do not beat the challenge, no matter if we beat X amount of games or not. <laughs> so we have got to beat the, these games. I will say. I'm so games, glad that I didn't get Jeff. Holy fuck. Yep. We would not have beat this. <laughs> we would not have beaten shit. I'm surprised Jeff didn't give me like fucking Futa, Dick, Dine, and Dash. And yeah. Some yeah. Everyone genuinely tried to find games that we would enjoy this year, so I greatly appreciate that. Honestly, yeah. Thank fucking Christ. Yeah. Um, so I will say we have to beat their games. Or we do not beat the challenge. And I will say that when it comes to our games between the three, okay. we get one veto. But if we do not beat the second game out of the veto, you do not beat the challenge. Okay. Okay. So, if you want to beat Neon White, great. If I can beat Final Fantasy 16, wonderful. Okay. You know. Cool. But if we absolutely hate the games when we pick it up, we get one veto amongst each other. Okay. I, cool. I don't think that any of us will hate the games that we're given. I don't think so. No, either. I'm like, very I excited about Neon White. Yeah. So that's it. That is the challenge, everyone. That's a pretty substantial one. This is the hardest one we've had since we've started doing this. But I think at the same time, it's going to be a lot of fun because this is actually one that we are working on together. Um, this year, 
with Neon White being beaten, I think I beat 17 games by myself. That's not counting what I started and didn't finish, you know what I mean? So I think 17 games is what I had. Cool. Okay. Yep. So, that being said, that, I guess, comes back to good old Josh. All right. And we get to find out the very last crux in our existence. All right. So I, I, I wrote this out very specifically. So it, is, is, it has to be these exact things. If, okay. All right. So, so my final 10-point bonus is I will finish 20 games. Dylan will finish 15 games. And Austin will finish five, and we will not complete the challenge. What the fuck? <laughs> Why would you do that? Because I think it's funny. <laughs> what the fuck? <sighs> Look, man, I even redeemed myself and finished the challenge this year. <laughs> the fuck? That's actually true. The he beat games this year. Correct. Correct. You are correct. You think this will happen? No, What's I do not. <laughs> I do not. Fuck him. I I no, genuinely that's what, that's think. Fuck me. Uh, Josh will finish twenty games. Dylan will finish fifteen, and Austin will finish five, and we will not complete the challenge. Yeah. Okay. Imagine if that really does happen. Yeah. Austin's like, well, if they don't already believe in me, fuck it. I'm I'm good. Honestly, I won't even finish five. <laughs> I won't even finish one, bro. Well, see, I'll just stop see, altogether. The thing though is, is if you if you don't finish five, and someone type is or wait, hang on. So, in my head, if you were if you said yes to this, if Austin doesn't finish five, that's one point out of the entire like sentence, the, the whatever mm -hmm. prediction, and it would be over. So whoever said yes would lose. Mm -hmm. So if you finish six games, we would lose. It has to be this specific set of circumstances. 2015, oh, okay, five. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So I'm saying no because I actually think that I'm going to be the one that fucks this up again. <laughs> Damn. I, I can't have you guys do it. Like, I think we can do this. I think we can too. I think we can too. Listen, if it makes you feel any better, I don't think there's a single game next year that would trip me up. No, there's fucking two at the beginning of the year, you cunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah Wait, there is. What's at the beginning of the year? Persona the 3 and 4. Oh, yes. <laughs> I already have it pre-ordered on Switch and pre-installed on my Xbox. Uh, yeah, and I'm planning on playing more of Final Fantasy 14 this coming year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's all right. We'll do it. Wait, I didn't Josh. know all this. <laughs> When what are, the fuck? <laughs> so, are, when are we talking about the challenge for this year? Will that be the next episode? That will be next episode. Okay, okay, okay. So, okay, as okay, of tonight, okay, okay. this challenge starts for us. So, just to cover the basics, if the games that we start today onward are counted towards the challenge. Okay, 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 okay. All right. And it can be games we've beaten before, no problem, whatever. But mm. the, the parameters are there for us to meet. Five genres, five games of 2023. The games that the boys picked, the games that we picked ourselves, and then 50 overall. Are with we? No more than 20 being per person. If we start a game over that we started this year but did not finish, that counts. That counts. Start it tonight. Okay, cool. Yeah, like if you cool, started cool, it tonight. Cool, cool, cool. So if you restarted Scarlet and Violet, 
Because I think I'm going to restart. Uh, I've actually been I've been thinking about restarting Gotham Knights. I tried to go back and play it last night, and I was like, I have no idea what's fucking going on. There you go. Restart. Now, I, do that. I have a question about the five games from 2023. Now, do all three of us have to play those same five games? No. 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 Okay. I do think we should try to play a lot of the games that we play together, like at least the AAA games. Mm -hmm. I feel like we should all try to play as many of those so we can have more year-end content to talk about, obviously. But no, they do not have to be the same five. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, and and then the five games from 2023, is that a piece or is that just five games out of the 50? That is a piece. Okay. Five games a piece, okay. So he would literally, bare minimum, have to beat five games. In order to at least hit that. And if he only beat five games, then those five... Actually, we lose the challenge because he can't just do five because that would just be 45 games. Yep. If you and I still beat max games. Austin has got to beat 10 games this year. Yep. And then that would af absolutely put the pressure on me to beat 20 games. And then you would have to beat 20 games. There is some fuckery happening this year. Yeah. Lucky for you, I beat 12 this year. I can beat 10. There you go. <laughs> There's some wiggle room. Some wiggle room. <laughs> I actually don't know the full number. Of I love that the, when the sentence happened, of I reached out to Jeff, and then that was it. She's like, no! <laughs> Both of us immediately were like, nope, don't like where this is going to fucking go. <laughs> this is... Oh, God, that could have been so much worse. I'm glad that it wasn't. It could have been. Oh, God, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. God damn. I was scared. I was very scared. I, yeah. I, as soon as as soon as soon Dylan said that Jeff had Austin, I felt my heart sink. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. The, dude, the, I, honestly, I, fuck you, Tawny, for saying that Bryn had to fucking talk you out of giving me shit. Because I like you and do nice things for you. Fuck you. <laughs> I think he was. I think he was leaning in a good direction, but Bryn might have just encouraged it. I don't think he was going to outright fuck you over. Oh, okay, oh, good. Je yeah. Jeff would have outright fucked me over. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm you were surprised getting that World Jeff of uh, He genuinely said, "Try." I don't know if he wanted to swap or if he wanted you to just play WoW, but he was like, "He can just play the mainline game. It's fine." I was like, "Nope." We would automatically fail this challenge. Yep. Because yep. Josh would not, not play it out well. of spite. Nope. I said those exact words. Out of literal spite. <laughs> Lord have fun. <sighs> Valkyria Chronicles 4, right? For Austin? Yes. Okay. And then you get Planescape Torment Enhanced Edition. Yep. And then... I'm actually really excited about that. Valkyria, it looks really right. fun. It, it, it did look really good. I looked both all, all of these games up. Some of the characters are pretty hot. Uh, okay. I will also say that Justin sent me a message this morning, and I guess he listened to the episode from last week, and he was like, you should have died on the neon white hill for level design. I was like, I, I've never felt like I have disappointed someone more in my life. That's all he sent me. <laughs> I even sent my apology back, and he never responded. I was like, he I have this bitch never on disappointed head. someone like that before. <laughs> it was bad. Oh. oh, damn! That's fucking funny. It was it was fucking hysterical, man. I just imagine him sitting in his like basement office with a glass of whiskey and a fucking cigar in his hand, just shaking his head. And I was like, "Damn, like I have fucking ruined myself." Oh, <sighs> Jesus sorry, Christ. Justin. This is my public apology. 
the swapper and some Kentucky Route Zero. <laughs> he said something else? Question mark. <laughs> so Kentucky Route Zero is is on my list to try to get to. It's a game that I've been wanting to play for a while. Um, cool. So maybe we'll both get to talk Spoiler about that contest. at some point. Oh, speaking of which, um, let's get out of here. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Are we doing picks of the week? Uh, yeah. no. Because we did picks of the year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, bye. Okay. All That's right. it. Well, the episode's over. Yeah, they're they're saying all the things. Um, but as always, you can find us on social media for all things culture ball hunting pixels and the culture ball family of content. Uh, real quick, the Instagram for uh culture bop. Um, we were having the polls go up and. <clears throat> I was unable to get that last set of poles up because of, you know, the pipes uh, bursting in my house and, and flooding my uh, office. So uh, I will be getting those up um, again tomorrow. So if you're reading this or, or listening to this, it's probably a day late. But um, anyway, uh, so that's coming. So you can follow uh, Culture Bop on Instagram at culture underscore pop. You can also go to the YouTube, uh, which is uh, youtube.com slash C slash culture pop. I'm available on Twitter at the bebopman182, on Instagram at bebopman182, and on Twitch at the underscore bebopman. I am finalizing a streaming schedule where I will be consistently streaming all year long. Um, I just need to make sure that things uh, break the way that they need to for me to work out that way um but yes i will be streaming uh at least three times a week um starting in the new year so go follow me and and we'll, we'll have a good time dylan is available on twitter at omdizzy tv on instagram at omdizzy on twitch and youtube at omdizzy so with that real quick um a couple of weeks ago Justin was actually sending me some messages and he said some shit that I really needed to hear. And I, it's like, it's just one of those things where you don't even think about it. And then someone says it and it really gets in your head. And he essentially encouraged me to go back to streaming. And what he said, I know it was very short and sweet and he probably didn't think much about it, but it struck a nerve with me. So Starting in the new year, once I get my schedule laid out how it should be for work, I will be streaming more. Um, some of the things I'll be doing are neon white runs because I want to get to where I'm so fluent with the game where I could consider doing a no damage run in the years to come. Um, but uh, I, I got to thank Justin for that because he really lit a fire under my ass. So. I figured to do some like weekly neon white streams, of course, do dead by daylight streams with the boys, which is what we talked about doing, playing more games together anyway. Um, there's a lot of things that I have on my plate. So thank you, Justin, for lighting that fire. Heck yeah. Um, and lastly, we got Mr. I don't stream. Uh, I don't do much of anything. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm giving you a hard time. Um, Austin, he's on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok at Big Papa Plays. Uh, 
yeah, we're gonna we're gonna work on lighting a fire under his ass because uh, I think that he could make some really great fucking anime TikTok stuff. But we'll get we'll we'll get there when we get there. Um, last but not least, if you like this show, if you like our streams, if you like the stuff that we're doing, uh, go to patreon.com slash culture pop and consider tossing us a pledge. We got cool perks that are getting re, uh, <clears throat> reevaluated, um, at the beginning of the year. Uh, and, um, yeah, so, so cool stuff coming. So, uh. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's the end of the show. Uh, I was looking back at the times <clears throat> timestamps for last year's episode of the predictions and uh, we're almost at about the same, about a five minute difference. So hell yeah. All right. So let's get on out of here until next time. Goodbye.